Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here I think Aaron Judge just hit a walk-off home run. Goodbye, baseball. Hello, Aaron Judge. Yankees win. 1-0. Ninth inning. Walk-off home run. Aaron Judge. Oh, that was live. That was perfect. So welcome to the special episode of the School Radix Podcast. We have a great interview today with Biko and Zach from the Savannah Bananas. We're really excited about this. For those of you who don't know, Savannah Bananas are a it's a college minor league uh, ball club. They uh, they're one of the hottest tickets right now. They sell out pretty much every game. Um, they are coastal plainly like a summer league for college it's, players. It's very similar to the Cape Cod League. If you're fami- familiar yeah. with the uh, the movie uh, Summer Catch, starring Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard, and Jessica Biel, which is obviously in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, this is yeah. very similar except it's down south. Um, Coastal Plain League, named after a league that played out there in like the 30s up until like the 70s. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. It's been around for about 20 years. Did my research. (laughs) I understood the assignment. (laughs) You understood the assignment. So we're going to play a quick video from the Savannah Bananas to give you a little, uh, you know, insight into what they do. They do a lot of fun stuff, a lot of intros. Um, It's just, it's all around great stuff. I want you follow it on TikTok. It's on YouTube. It's viral. It's been on ESPN, ABC. It's been all over. Uh, so we're going to play a quick video, and then we're going to bring Zach and Pico on uh, right after the video. So here we go. It's better than any sporting event I've ever been to. Yeah! Here in Savannah, we've got the number one place to come to and watch baseball. You've got to see it for yourself. There is going to be moments in the game where you're like, I can't believe that just happened. Or, what is this? Everybody! Inject this in my veins. This is chaos. Yes. I, I'm Over the weekend, the bunch going viral once again. And the whole story is it's a movie waiting to be written. Now, the, the themed hitter walk-ups might be my favorite thing in baseball right now. They get to introduce themselves on the microphone. Every single game the Bananas have played at home this summer, well, it's been a sellout. It's a, it's, it's not even a baseball game. It's a circus. It's a circus. And I think the sold-out stands, you know, say it all. The key is to continue to focus on how you can make it nonstop fun, make it faster, and make the entertainment never stop. We can play in pants. We can play in kills. We're just a good baseball team. We're out here having fun, and fun wins. Every single night is someone's first game. It's opening night for somebody coming out every single night. Yeah, you may be five miles from home or, or two miles from your office, but when you step foot in the historic Grayson Stadium, it's like you're at Disney World. The famous Savannah Bananas are coming to Mobile in the near future. 
create even more special moments for our fans? How can we wow them as soon as they pull up to the stadium to when they leave? What can we provide that's going to make them go home and say, this was the best experience of my life? And now we welcome Zach and Biko from the Savannah Bananas. What's going on, guys? How you doing? How are you guys? Thank you guys so much for having us. We're, we're fired great. up to be here. Yeah, appreciate we have Pico driving, but uh, it's all right. We'll 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 go in and out. But we'll we'll speak to both of you. So, Zach, you're the director of entertainment. Pico, you are the broadcast entertainer. I guess we'll start with Zach first. So, tell us a little about your position at the Savannah Bananas. Yeah, so I'm the director of entertainment here with the Savannah Bananas. So, uh, what that means and what that entails is I kind of run the show um, from the second you get out of your car till the second you leave uh, the end of the night. Everything you see, feel, and experience is under my realm of scripting and writing. Um, I focus mostly on the live game entertainment as well as some of the digital content. However, very, very, very limited on that aspect. But for the most part, it is what you're experiencing inside and live in action uh, for the Savannah Bananas game. Nice. It's, It's obviously worked very successfully. Um, it's always, it's on TikTok. I mean, you're the one who, do you put the stuff on TikTok? Is that your idea or that's? So, uh, what, how it works and, and it's something we'll probably get into later on today, but yeah. it's called the, uh, the circle of life. Uh, I don't do anything with filming or, uh, putting onto the TikTok. for me okay. in my position. My job is scripting how the things you see on TikTok get on the field. So what okay. you see on the field live is more of my side. And then our, our amazing film team led by Yvonne Trezak, our director of film and production, he, uh, he'll capture it. And uh, then it gets put out to uh, our marketing team ran by the lovely director of marketing, Kara Heater. She puts it out on into the world of uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, that, that whole nine yards. Um, so awesome. it's, it's one big healthy team. Yeah, so we'll get into that later about how you come up with these, some of these ideas. Some of these stuff is yeah. is wild. But Biko, so tell us a little about about uh, your your side of it, the broadcast entertainer. Tell us a little bit what you do there. Yeah, sure. So you know, uh, when I joined the team in 2020, what Jesse Cole, the one of the co-owners of the team with his wife Emily, wanted was the most educated fan you could ever have with some broadcasting acumen to boot. Um, so, you know, a, a big J journalist out of Syracuse University. Um, uh, I come in with a play-by-play repertoire and, and try and paint the picture of what uh, is happening in Banana Land with Zach and all of the crazy crew have created. And, you know, I'm the play-by-play voice that you'll hear if you're watching online uh, on YouTube. So, you know, uh, I'm just trying to... Uh, give everybody at home who are not lucky enough to be one of the 4,000-plus strong in Grayson Stadium as close to uh, an in-stadium experience as possible. That's awesome. And, yeah, I just go a little bit. I've read both your bios on the website. Nick, I know you, you have a question. Uh, I do. I, so so Biko actually kind of resembles a friend of mine who is also a journalist graduate from the University of Syracuse, my friend John Jastrzemski, uh, who's uh, previously, uh, you know, he has his own show right now on Spotify, uh, and he's big into the sports world as well. And I, when, when Biko first, we can't see him now. Obviously, he's driving through a dark area in Savannah area. Uh, but uh, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, he kind of looks like John a little bit. It was like, well, JJ after dark. It's funny they went to the same college. And they end up kind of yeah. doing very similar uh, jobs. Yeah, it's that's really funny. Yeah, uh, he does a little like him. And JJ's but, on uh, The Ringer now, right? With, uh, yes, with yes. It, the Ringer, yeah. And he's also on SNY a lot, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. He does a lot of that. But actually, I watched that clip. I saw that clip, uh, gentlemen. And first of all, I immediately you know, stroked me slowly. I heard the music and I was like, oh, yes, let's go. I, I immediately had flashbacks to Billy Madison. Not Billy Madison, I'm sorry. Uh, Happy Gilmore, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. You know, watching something that traditionally is maybe a little bit more um, conservative, right? Baseball, golf, they're very conservative games. There's not action all day like something to cheer about every minute but i watched that video and it was like the best that baseball had to offer i mean you know i I had i had images in my head of like five different sports movies you know i'm sitting there watching them walk around in in kilts going dirt in the skirt may dirt in the skirt (laughs) of a league of their own um you know it just uh i was thinking of the greatest showman watching uh 
watching uh you know seeing a uh you know a, a banana colored suit and bowler hat you know in my yeah, head i'm yeah. thinking this is the greatest show that's and, uh yeah, I mean, I, I, call He's the owner. Again? He's that's Jesse right. Cole. He's the owner of the. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm tracking that one. So I've been down to Georgia a thousand times. Uh, usually I'm in Augusta, um, but uh, I haven't had a chance to go down to Savannah. And a lot of my friends are like, oh, we go down to Savannah. God damn it! If the next time I'm down in Augusta, I'm not taking a trip out to Savannah if it's baseball season. You better. You better. I'm just, I'm just excited. Like I, 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 we have a we have an independent league team in in Staten Island where we're where we're located, and uh, you know. It, if ever you had a moment to sit back and go, they are missing something. They're they're brand new. They're they're trying to build up a fan base. I get it, but they're not hitting. They're not hitting. You know, and you guys are doing with college kids. You get new players every year, I imagine. Uh, correct for what we're going through right now with our Coastal Plain League team and our our CPL team. Yeah, it is new guys. Uh, majority. You know, we do have our our rare cases where. We have guys staying here for three or two, three, four, five years um, with the COVID years going on. But that is a that is a rarity. Uh, and, and more often than not, they are new new players. So so basically, people are showing up to to watch you guys, like like the Bicos of the world that are in front of them, you know, hyping up the crowd. Um, because the players change. I mean, there, there's no player loyalty because the players are gone in a couple of years. So they, it's really team love and team loyalty. And by God, man, you guys hit it. You, you really did. You really, yeah. There's so many baseball teams around this country that are trying to get on your level. You know, like, I don't know if it would work at a professional level because I feel like it's too, the game's too serious at that level. Uh, but, but damn it, if like, if I was from Savannah, I'd be so proud. Like, this is great. <laughs> So I do want to get back, uh, to your backgrounds first. So Zach, yeah, I looked through your bio. So you're originally out from, uh, I guess you worked with the Vegas Golden Knights when they first started out there. They're in the Stanley Correct. Cup. So tell me a little bit about what you did with them and uh, how how crazy it must have been in that first season to get to the Stanley Cup all the way there. Yeah, yeah. So to know a little bit about me, you actually have to go back a little bit before that okay. um, because my my journey is a very wild journey. Um, so I grew up playing sports. I was a rodeo kid at first. And then I started playing baseball because, you know, you can't be in the rodeo in Littleton, Colorado. It's just not a real thing. You have to travel a little bit too far. Um, but I grew up in Littleton, Colorado, playing baseball, hockey, football, lacrosse, pretty much any sport uh, the book that you, that you can imagine I was playing it. Um, but most of my focus was on baseball and hockey. Um, you know, went to high school, played baseball in high school. Um, and, you know, I fell in love with the game, but uh, shortly thereafter, I got into uh, performance and performance with uh, dance specifically, dance performance and choreography um, in my uh, my sophomore year of high school. And then by my junior year, I was taking pretty much every choreographed or technique of dance that you can imagine under the sun um, while also playing baseball at the same time. And I, I just had the love for both of them at the same time. I ended up getting recruited to go to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas to play baseball and also to dance. And uh, shortly after signing that contract to play baseball, I medically disqualified due to concussions. Um, you know, just that that life of mental illness and, uh, um, you know, struggling with injury, injuries with uh, with the brain is, is tough. And so I medically disqualified and I decided, you know what, I'm going to take this dance thing head on and uh, got really good at it. Ended up playing, uh, performing in South Korea for, uh, for about a year and uh, came back to school. And right around then was when the NHL decided, you know what, it is time to expand to Las Vegas. And uh, I auditioned to be a part of the promo team and ice crew there in Las Vegas. And uh fell in love with the uh, behind the scenes of sports. You know, I actually was not really on either the promo team or the ice crew, even though that was what I was hired to do. I was actually a stage manager, which is where the entertainment kind of comes in. However, I was performing at the same time as the bad guy, the villain of the Vegas beat the golden Knight in the pregame show, which was kind of viral for a little bit. So I was, I was the guy waving the flag. I was the guy in the Stanley cup coming down from the ceiling. Like that was kind of uh, my, my path there. And so I had the ability to have this behind the scenes and as well as performing in front of 18,000 people a night, which created this nice little bond that was sports entertainment. And I did that for about four years. And then one day I'll never forget it. It was January 19th. I'll never forget it. I received a video message from a 912 number. And if you own an iPhone, like you should, um, you'll see on your phone, it just says video message. And then the number above it 
and I was yeah. freaking out. I was like, I should not open this. Like, this is going to be spam. <laughs> this is not going to be something I want to see. And uh, thankfully, I was with my mother, and she, okay, well, you got to clean it up a little bit. Clean yeah. it up on the iPhone game. <laughs> That's what uh, I told them. <laughs> she said, she said, well, you, you obviously got to open it. And I opened it and there was a yellow suited man and he introduced himself. Hi, my name is Jesse Cole. I'm the owner of the Savannah Bananas. I've heard of a lot of what you've been doing with the Vegas Golden Knights and UNLV hockey. At the time, I was the director of entertainment for the uh, UNLV hockey program. And uh, and we got talking and our our views just kind of aligned. They aligned nicely of what we thought entertainment could be and where baseball was going wrong. And uh, it, it just created this very beautiful, beautiful bond. And, uh, I, you know, haven't looked back since, you know, shortly thereafter was uh, on a flight out to Savannah to do the One City World Tour where I actually met up with Biko. Biko was the first person that I actually went out with in Savannah. <laughs> uh, so I guess you could say he was my first friend here in Savannah. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, about a month later, I was uh, given the opportunity to be the director of entertainment here. So uh, here we are. That's incredible because I remember that Stanley Cup run. I was following the Golden Knights. I was excited about new team, new team in the NHL. That's really yeah. cool that you're the uh, you're the bad guy that they were beating up. Uh, I was for every I game. Was. That's incredible. That's well, awesome. That's, well, I guess I, in that instance, he kind of does what my cousin does. So, sort of. I think your cousin more of it. He does more of the technical side too. Well, he's more of a, your your cousin's like the MC in MSG. Yeah, he's a he's, hype guy. He's like a hype guy, like a New yeah. York City. Like he does all the introductions. He does all the um. Like if you're doing a, a game on the ice, yeah. he's the guy yeah. on the ice yeah. with you. Like, all right, we yeah. got Zach over here. He's about to take a shot from half court, stuff like yeah. that. Or he's to take a slap shot from center ice or something like that. He does a lot of that. He works with the DJ because there's a DJ at MSG. Like every every day they get a new DJ. So that's yeah. what he does. So, so yeah, if if that is if that's you said it was your cousin, correct? Yeah, yeah. Your cousin. So, yeah. So he actually probably worked in weirdly enough. This is a weird connection. He probably worked with my mentor, Johnny Greco. Johnny Greco was part of MSG this past year. Uh, he was the VP of entertainment for MSG. Uh, yeah. I want to say last year or maybe two years ago. Um, and he helped build that program up a little bit. But yeah, yeah. that's more on the hosting side. Uh, for me, I'm more on the technical side in Vegas. I was. Um, uh, I was a face just barely, I guess you could say. I did the first, that that in, that intro. And then for the rest of the game, I was behind the scenes. Uh, and I, I live more kind of behind the scenes, kind of in your cousin's ear of like, hey, we have this promo coming up next and you have a minute 30 to, to lock it down. Hey, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Sorry, you're out. Cutting your mic and then pulling him out. But uh, that's wow. more on what I do here. Okay. Yeah, he's probably a Texas cousin right now. Ask if he knows. <laughs> I just did. I just texted him five minutes. <laughs> you know Johnny Greco. He'll probably be like, "Yeah, why?" Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, Zach, that's that's like obviously interesting how you went from Colorado order to Savannah. But I also want to speak with Pico there. I know he's patiently waiting. Uh, Pico, you're from what, upstate New York, right? Yeah, man. I, I'm a couple hours north of New York City in a beautiful small town called Sargates. Yeah, I know Sargates. It's right over there, it, like over there on the way to Coxsackie and Ravina and all that. Yeah, man, Cairo, Catskills. Yeah, that's that's the Hudson Valley, man. <laughs> yeah, you're in the Hudson Valley area. So my question for you is, what brought Hudson Valley kid all the way down to Savannah? How did you How did you make your way to the Savannah Bananas? So, so kind of similar to Zach, and and the connection is pretty bizarre because. My first week uh, out of college, I mean, I guess it was my third week out of college, my first week at MLB Network slash NHL Network, I was working the Stanley Cup, and I watched Zach perform in Las Vegas when the Capitals were playing uh, the Golden Knights. And little did I know that I would be teamed up with <laughs> a couple of years. But, um, yeah, so I, I went from Syracuse to MLB and NHL Network. I was there for a little over two years. Had a blast. Was a broadcast associate and an associate producer. But uh, my goal in life has always been to be a broadcaster. I did that for a couple of years in the uh, PGCBL, the Perfect Game Collegiate Baseball League, uh, the Saugerty Stallions, right in my hometown. It was pretty handy. I did a couple of years of broadcasting there and was able to resume my duties in Savannah. Basically, just just off of a job board that I, I saw there was an opening. Watched. The 20-minute video of the story of the team was was hooked, and and realized that I had to at least spend a summer there and, and see what was going on down in Georgia. 
uh, as a New York boy all my life, I, I had no idea what, what they were doing down there. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I was intrigued and enthused. And, and luckily, Jesse and company were interested in bringing me in. And, and so I started in 2020, an odd year, of course, for everybody. Uh, the Bananas were one of the only teams to play baseball basically over the summer, especially in front of fans. They didn't have capacity which was an incredible feat in, in itself and, and was really cool experience. But after that, everybody said, hey, you, you got to see this place full. You know, you, you got to experience a true bananas game. So um, I came back for 2021 and, and I'm hooked from here on out. I, I'm not sure I'll ever leave this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's incredible. I mean, just watching the videos of what they do there, I'm like, I'm, I want to get down there immediately and watch it. So I'm excited. You guys do the world tour as well. Uh, you know, you guys they travel to different cities. Uh, any chance you guys coming up all the way up north so uh, a couple of New York boys can watch you uh, live up here in New York? Or is that something that you guys are probably going to stay uh, low-key in the, in the south there? No, we're, we're definitely trying to get up north. I've been pushing <laughs> so big to visit my homeland. Um, and, and there's a good amount of teams especially around the New York city area who are really interested in us coming to put on the show yeah, in sure. the North area. So I, I think it's going to happen. Get the damn ferry Hawks on the phone. Let, like, I, yeah, I, I got to hook up with the ferry Hawks owner. We'll call the ferry Hawks right now. They got a nice little stadium seats, what three, 4,000 people. Yeah. Not too bad. I, I, I think you guys could sell that place out. I'll be there. I'll be there with like 30 <laughs> of my best friends. I'll be there. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So I, I can pretty much almost promise that we'll be up in that area. Uh, this no, yes, if you guys come, we'll sure. buy you a beer. We'll get you a beer from our local Sun Island Brewery. You're speaking our language real yeah. nicely. <laughs> if we get you a beer, I'll get you a scotch. Yeah. Even better. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys, my question is, because obviously the players have these awesome intros. They have we, we actually played once in our podcast, the guy coming up with the bat on fire. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've hold done, on, hold on. Before you get any further. He swung that bat, didn't he, during the at-bat on fire? Yeah, he did. We showed yes. it. Yeah, showed it. Is it not a little dangerous? I'm just – like, as me, as I, I used to catch in high school a little bit. If that ball catches on fire, it's coming at me on fire at, like, 90 miles an hour, maybe, maybe They're a little more. Out. Not a little dangerous. I'm just thinking out loud, you know? I remember seeing that going, who, who is the – like, does everybody agree on that before he shows up there? <laughs> that, that that's a me that's a me uh that's a me there so uh, but does the yeah, batter agree and the catcher agree and the umpire nope. agree nope just nope. just w- nope. willy-nilly nope so okay. uh how, how that one kind of went uh zach whalen he was the the guy that was uh the the batter i guess he who, who was the guy that had the bat on fire and he came to me before our first game in savannah and he said i can set my bat on fire and i said you're <laughs> out of your mind you are out of your mind if you think i'm gonna let you do that and I think every week, every week from there on out, you know, we go Daytona, West Palm Beach, you know, which is the the spring training facility of the uh, the Houston Astros and the Washington Nationals and a whole bunch of other places. And he keeps asking me, he's like, I can do it. I can do it. We we have a second weekend in Savannah. And he's like, Zach, I can do it. And I'm like, all right, well, let's go outside and let's uh, let's put some lighter fluid on your bat and uh, <laughs> and see if this can work and we put the lighter fluid on the bat we light it on fire i have a fire extinguisher right there and he's like it'll work i promise and it did and it was one of those things of for for me personally uh it was like a let's ask for forgiveness and not permission kind of situation love it yeah and uh did just that we didn't talk to the catcher i didn't talk to our umpire i didn't talk to jesse even I said, wow. we're going to just do this. The only person that I told that it was going to happen was Zach Whalen, our director of film and production, who Avon, who I've already talked about. And, uh, and I said, we're doing it. And, uh, you know, he was pretty – Zach is kind of a, a pyromaniac, so I was pretty confident that he would be okay in figuring it out. And uh, we hit a couple balls, and none of them caught. So we, we were fine with it. And uh, obviously it kind of took off. Uh, took off pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it's luckily no one got hurt, and I like that. That's my saying all the time. My friends, I'm like, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Just go ahead and do it. Um, Fans first, but, safety second. Ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Now, when it comes to them coming up with their intros, is that something you come up with, or is it something you, you work with the players? Do you guys give them free range to just decide what they want to do? Uh, both, both. So uh, we, we like to give our players as much leeway as possible, and I, I give them a voice very often of like, hey, if you have an idea, come to me. The only thing that I ask that is, is that before you do it, you let us know. Um, so that, that could be a week, month. Like, for example, the Flaming Bat even, that's two months in advance of work and, and preparation and just making sure it's the right moment. And it takes a lot of trust on our end just to be like, hey, he, he could have done it any weekend. But he trusted our process and what we were doing of like a, hey, let us do this right. And that's really important. So uh, so there's that. And then we also have a team of, uh, of people that we do every Monday. It's called the OTT chat. And what that stands for is the over the top uh, chat. And what this is, is where we go through every idea that we can possibly imagine. And we have different buckets that include hitter walk-ups, celebrations, throwdowns, three, two, twos, four, one, ones, and anything under the sun. And basically what we all do is we come with five ideas and we fill these buckets with ideas. And then from there, you know, we have five to 10 people in that room you're having 25, 30, 45 ideas for one weekend. And what we do is we go through those ideas and we just kind of pinpoint. We're like, all right, we're going to do this one on Friday. We'll do this one on Saturday. And what that does is it kind of builds a database. So if there's any weekend where we're like, I didn't have any ideas at all. I'm lost. But we have a, a list of ideas that we can pull from. And so what that does is it gives us plenty of ammunition to kind of go through the entire uh, tour or season and kind of just build and build and build and make these brand new hitter ideas. And we haven't come up, we haven't come up short of ideas yet. uh, I don't think because I think you can attest to that. We haven't come up anything (laughs) short on ideas there for, uh, for any of those. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it, especially from all the videos. And the viral videos, especially, like it's obviously very popular on TikTok. I always see the the dances and stuff, the pitcher dancing right before a pitch, which I think is incredible. I don't know how a batter can even focus when that's all going on. Uh, but Pico, you're the one who's calling these games. You're calling these introductions. Has there any, what was the most like surprising or shocking that might have caught you off guard when you're you're introducing a player while calling the game? I mean, honestly, the bat on fire is about as wild as anything <laughs> has been in my life. You know. Uh, in general, I try and be a part of the scripting and, and all of the behind-the-scenes, you know, rigmarole so that I have a decent idea of what's going to happen in a game. Um, but, you know, you can't prepare yourself. I hadn't seen the bat on fire until the bat was on fire in a live banana ball game. So, you know, you get my honest reaction there. I mean, Zach himself has been a split hitter uh, going down into a full split into the box that pretty much blew the top off my uh, my cap as well uh, there's i mean there's a laundry list a plethora of things that have really shocked me in the booth uh, i feel like you know i i'm a hybrid of a baseball broadcaster as well as a little hint of wwe because you know i i have a glint of what is going to happen but you can't prepare yourself for what is truly go to, going to unfold in between the lines, you know, in front of 4,000 strong in Grayson up to 10,000 strong in Birmingham this last spring. But um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think the flaming bat takes the cake, but I've, I've seen that and, and everything in between. And they always give me a run for my money. <laughs> well, I hope that, uh, that as far as being announcing goes, you never have to scream, by God, he's broken in half. I, I hopefully that never <laughs> happens. Uh, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully, it this gets any of your players falling off a, ca- a hell in a cell into the dugout or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Give Luckily, us a couple of years. Happened. Yeah, Split <laughs> hasn't come loose from his four foot stilts. Um, 
no, it, <laughs> luckily, no, no craziness uh, to that end yet, but it, it's always something new. So you said you mentioned the split. You meant this Zach did a split while batting? He's that was, that was, I saw that video. That was insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it, that's crazy. It first unveiled in Daytona, Florida. And, you know, wow. I hadn't seen it beforehand. So Zach getting into a split in the box was pretty mind boggling, especially because even though it looked like he was on his way to working a walk, he actually is the first person ever to steal first base without the aid of a wild pitch or a pass ball because he just caught the party animals, you know, <laughs> kind of on their heels and taking off on what <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where you just always got to be prepared for whether you, you think you know what's happening, you never truly know what's happening. So I want to mention that because obviously you said steal first base. Obviously, traditional, traditional baseball people are probably like, what the hell are you talking about? You can't really steal first yeah. base unless it's a pass ball. So get into banana ball because you guys, when you guys do the travel, you guys do banana ball, right? That's like where you guys have the different rules. So I do, I, pro, I pull up the rules real quick here. And I guess, Biko, I mean, you're the one who's called these games. Kind of run us through this. What, what are the rules there? What makes banana ball different from traditional baseball that we're used to seeing? So, yeah. So right off the bat, every inning counts. I feel like the best way to explain it is it's kind of like tennis, it's match play or golf if you're just trying to win a hole. Um, you know, if you win an inning, you get a point. If a team gets five points to win the game, there's a two-hour time limit. Um, so whoever has the most points at the end of the two hours, if no one gets to five points at that point, they, they win the game. Um, after that, you know, there's no bunting. There's no mound visits. You can't step out of the box. Those are all, you know, besides bunting, that's basically just a bunting sucks. It's basically <laughs> that. <laughs> that was um, one of the rules, I remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but the mound visits and the no stepping out of the box, that's a pace of play thing. You know, we're trying to increase the speed of the game because we're living in a TikTok generation. you got to be able to get a ball game in within two hours to capture everybody's, you know, attention and, and keep the people moving. Um, but besides that, if the game is tied and goes to what would be extra innings in baseball, it is a showdown tiebreaker. That's baseball's version of a shootout in, in soccer or hockey. You know, pitcher on the mound, one guy on the infield grass, and uh, you've got to score a home run. you got to make it all the way around the bases if you put it in play or else you're out. And, and it's kind of match play in, in that state. Um, and then my favorite rule of all is if a fan catches a foul ball on the fly, it's an out. That's, that's very stadium-dependent. You know, if you have a lot more foul ground and, and less netting in a place – um, you know, a lot of minor league parks that we've seen have been a lot more advantageous to that compared to our home in Grayson Stadium. But having a fan catch a ball and it being out, there's nothing more exciting, you know, besides a walk-off or a big postseason play, whatever, uh, that I have gotten to call in my life than that. Yeah. That, yeah. That's the, I'm sorry, that's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, that's a great Because I'm, in my head, I, I imagine Steve Bartman in, in my head just interfering, like – Imagine you're the fan that your team is winning or losing and they need a hit and you're at the home stadium and they catch the, and you catch the ball. You want the foul ball so bad. You're like, I'm not letting this hit the floor and you cost your team the game. (laughs) I'm from New York. I love hating people and I would love to hate that guy. (laughs) Fun fact, fun fact, actually the first ever foul ball caught by a fan was against the bananas. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we we gladly escorted him out with the uh, with the police escort uh, shortly thereafter, and it was a full big spectacle. Sure, we snuck him back in the third base side a little bit later, but uh, the, the first ever fan caught foul ball was against the bananas. Did everybody look at him and go, "Really, dude? Really?" Like- oh yeah, we lost it. We booed him so hard. I felt so bad. Even calling <laughs> that's what we need. That's what yeah. baseball needs. Yeah. We need to yeah, hate our own fans. Like collectively, yep. fans need to hate each other. <laughs> and and conversely, if your opponent hits one into the seats and you drop it, yeah, like, I, I would, like, you wouldn't see that loser who's walking around stadiums trying to catch home run balls that often anymore, right? I don't know that. I can't remember that guy's name, but he's a loser. Back handful, yeah, that guy stealing yeah. balls from little kids and crap like that. Yeah, he's a loser. If I ever saw that kid in the street, I'd break his jaw. But anyway. <laughs> I, I looked it up real quick. Uh, the Ferry Hall Stadium seats seven thousand. Seven thousand. Send it our way. I'm sure. We're I just all tweeted over. at them. I just tweeted at the Staten Island at the Staten Island Ferry Hawks. 
I said, Ferry Hawks, you need to get with the Savannah Bananas. Like well, there now. You go. Well, there you go. Yeah, that'd be that'd be incredible. I'd love to see that. That'd be awesome. Live. I would love it. See some bananas. breweries right there, boys. We can go right down the block, get ourselves a, a, a couple of beverages. Yeah. I love it. Our world tour ticket team is uh they're pretty impressive. I'll, I'll I'll give them that. They are pretty impressive. They have a map up in uh in our office where they have dots for each stadium for uh based off of capacity. So like if it's under 4000 or it's, if it's right around 4 to 5000 it has a green dot. If it's 5000 to 9000 they have a red dot and if it's uh 9000 plus 9000 10000 plus it's a black dot. And it's it's, it's they like are always adding to it and they do their due diligence so i'm sure they've heard of it they're they're very very impressive yeah say the sure least. it's it is brand well it's not brand new the park's always been there but it's the stand ferry hawks is brand new they used to be affiliated with the stand yankee oh so not sound yankee they used to be the stand yankees affiliated with the new york yankees but then they they cut ties when they had that big drop off of all the minor league ball, ball clubs so right with the, now uh, the whole monopoly yeah. thing yeah, the whole yeah, monopoly thing. But Zach, so I, I know obviously you have a dance background. So are you the one who's teaching the players? Are you guys take a couple of minutes out of practice and 30, 40 minutes, whatever it is, and teaching them all these dance moves before they have to go up and perform? So, yeah, so I, I don't really teach much on the choreography side. Fortunately, we have our uh, breakdancing first base coach, Maceo, who's all been right, here man. longer than I have. He's He's been here for a long time. He's he's incredible. Uh, he does most of the choreography for the okay. uh, player dances, I guess you could say. Um, when it comes to the three two twos and the stuff that happens live, I absolutely interject there, and I am okay. I'm all I got all hands on deck for that one. Um, just making sure it's good and making sure it's live and and, and looks good. But um, you know, Maceo plays a very very big part in our show. Um, you know, coaching first base, coaching third base, teaching the player dance, doing every dance move that you could ever imagine. He's he's really really amazing. Um, uh, but as for choreography, he kind of takes the control on that one. And it's one of those things for me, it's where I have a thousand different things going on in my head. The one thing I don't have to worry about on a game night is the player dance. Like what's Maceo going to be doing? I, it's <laughs> something I don't even worry about anymore just because he is that good. And how often do the players have a dance during the game? Is it like every play? single game, is every it? single game, at least once. So least, okay. in, in this, in the CPL, it's just once. Okay. Um, one or two times, you know, sometimes we'll add a, uh, add a TikTok dance into like a stealing celebration or a okay. double celebration or something along those lines, but guaranteed at least one time there will be a player dance. Um, this past CPL season, we actually introduced, uh, a new series called dancing with the bananas and it's a, it's a spinoff of dancing with the stars. Yeah. However, it's dancing with the bananas. So we had six of our players, uh, compete for dancing with the stars and the actual finale just happened yesterday and we'll have the elimination on Saturday. So we'll crown our winner on Saturday of dancing with the bananas, which is super exciting. Um, but guaranteed at least once. And then in pro ball, with our with our premier team, uh, who knows how many times you'll you'll see them dance. They they they're dancing all the time, all the time. The three two two, our dancing umpire four one one, uh, player dance like they, they're always dancing. And, and not only just the players, we we have our uh, banana nanas who are our yeah. uh, senior citizen dance team, our uh, man nanas who are dad bod cheerleading squad. Uh, <laughs> we just introduced the uh, banana splits this year, who are a eleven and under dance team that end every dance in a split um you know and then every once in a while i'll get out there and do some ballet but uh <laughs> you know there you're never short of dancing in, in banana land for sure yeah i mean it seems like it nick sorry you had a yeah uh bico so you're from new york yeah yankees or mets big 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 time yankees fan. oh yeah sorry i meant, Our- to, I meant to mention this nick on his bio it says that he prides himself as a scholar of New York Yankees history. So he's a huge Yankee fan. So I'm sorry you were driving. You missed the Aaron Judge walk-off home run tonight. I don't know if you heard my call, but... You heard your call, I think. Pico, did you hear his call or no? I, so I heard you mention that Judge hit a walk-off home run. Before we hopped on, uh, my heart leapt. I had uh, butterflies. It's his third walk-off of the summer, his fourth of his career. It fires me up. The the million dollar man. Give him half a billion. I, I love him more than you can imagine. He sounds you, like John. How do you, yeah yeah? How do you the way rate, he talks? Yeah. How do you rate Nick's call if you heard it? What do you think? <laughs> 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 
Frangelo here. He's a Red Sox fan. It's been a tough summer for the boys. Oh, that's it. That's Colorado. Hey, don't you dare worry. We're on our way back. Don't you dare worry. <laughs> you should be a Rockies fan, dude. Like, why would anybody ever be a Rocky fan? Because they're from Colorado. <laughs> yeah, but my entire my entire family's from Massachusetts. So my dad I'm got sorry. me first. My dad got Listen, me. Don't first. put that evil on me. I didn't do that to your family. All right, I'm sorry. Like, I, hey, no, you didn't do that to my family. But my, fa- we've been winning since I was born, so I'm fine with it. I don't know. Fortunately, that's true. they had it. They hadn't even been to a World Series since since the year before I was born until like 2004. <laughs> I was like 17 the first time they made it to the series. I was born in 97. We're just fine over here. <laughs> <laughs> he got the Patriots. He got the Celtics. The, the Bruins. But uh, so, so my question is, Pico, being the uh, being a Yankee fan and being a play-by-play announcer for the bananas, the Savannah Bananas, um, do you do like a John Sterling esque delivery for home runs and calls like that? Do you have your own little, you know, Michael K. Uh, see ya, anything like that that you've got going on? No, man. I, I, you know, I I grew up without cable, so I'm a John Sterling and Susan Waldman diehard fan. Um, uh, I've done the. <laughs> it is high. It is far. It is gone once in a while in my life. But in general, I think all of the great <laughs> generic home run calls have been. So I try to mix it up when, when it comes to the long balls. Um, I, I definitely pick and choose a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I, I'm a big Sterling fan, no matter how many calls he messes up in his, you know, 83 year old. <laughs> in his senility. Year calling Yankees baseball. Um but now I, I I try and I try and blaze my own path and and bring something new to the table because there's so many incredibly talented broadcasters and and personally I feel like every uh, you know signature home run call that could possibly create be created has been taken I, I try and keep it loose on on anything that leaves the park. <laughs> well, you, you know how Michael K came up with his, right? No, no, no. I actually don't know that story. <laughs> Very innocent, quick story. He basically said, I went out on a date with a girl. And as she left, she said, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. Oh, woof. <laughs> and he just cut off the wouldn't want to be ya part. And it was see ya, you know. Yeah, uh, so you never know. It's, it's a very innocent thing. Somebody could just say something to you like, catch you later. And you're just like, I won't catch you later. Home run. Like, you know, something stupid <laughs> like that. I, I will honestly interject here because Biko is entirely too humble for himself. Uh, like he is a very humble human being, and and uh, does, I don't think he gives himself enough credit. He is one of the most creative callers in sports, and it's not close. Like his his calls are some of the most thesaurusly correct calls I've ever heard in my life. We uh, this past the week. Thesaurusly. Thesaurus, like he is a human thesaurus. <laughs> like he is fantastic at. Oh, is that a word? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's a word. I'm making it up as I go. I'll I think I just had a stroke trying to say it. Yeah, that's the <laughs> word to say. I think I. I think I just put a list trying to say yeah. thesaurusly. <laughs> it was probably. It pro- there probably was one in there, but he. Um. He. We just had a walk off, literally like two, two, three days ago, and. Just it, it was a steal that turned into a, a five six hole single, and the call was fantastic. Just from the steal, it, it reminded me a lot of Sandlot, the Sandlot, of just like you know Benny the Jets taking off. He's he's going home, and just that build and the build and the build, and then the the climax of just the win, and then what you you had was which was very special was just the silence, like he knew when to drop off. And let the crowd take over, and the chill bumps, and I still get them today. Like every single time Biko has a call, he crushes it, and he will never say that. But I'm allowed to say it because I'm on this podcast with him right now, or and I, and he won't say it, but I will, and it, it's fantastic. You know, and Zach, as you're, as you're talking about it, I'm looking it up, and I actually have it here. Let's uh, let's, let's see it. Yes, let's like, can we get it? Show it. Let's see it right now. Let me get my. It's on my Twitter. So let me... I miss the days when we had an intern. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Is it gonna I talked to the network about getting us another intern. Our intern got too big for us and like got his own show. Now right, here's Biko's page. <laughs> yeah. And oh then... golly. 
Why is it not loading for me? Sorry, my computer's running really slow right now. You know, maybe I'll just play the sound instead of sharing it. Let me see if I got it. It's this is great radio. Yeah, oh, hit, the there, yeah, there you guys. Here we are. Uh, let me stop the share. Oh, here it is. Oh man, that silence! And we were getting no hit that game. We wow. were getting no hit until the ninth inning. Yeah, that that was the craziest part of it. And you know, Zach, you flatter me. I, I love you, buddy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's I, I appreciate it. You're right. I will. I will never say anything like that uh, myself. But you know, it, it's one of those things. I feel like I try and uh, model myself off of the kind of Jason Bonetti, Bob Costas, Matt Vasquezian, Joe Davis, an amalgamation of of some of the best broadcasters of our time and just, you know, say what you have to say to build the moment and, and then get out because the video is what's going to carry it. And the sound of the stadium is, is going to tell the story, but uh, yeah, you're, you're a true mentor, the best in the business. I, I appreciate you. Jeff. I appreciate I, you I, I'm not going to lie, Rook, that audio sucked. So I'm going to play it. Cause my right, audio play it again, play it again. Let's see this. Madrin takes off for third. It's a grounder to left. Bryce is going to come on in. The Bananas win the ball game. Three runs in the bottom of the ninth. DR, your hero. It's a great call. It's a good job there, Bigo. You, I know you obviously you're a humble guy. You won't play, but that was that was a very good call. With the video that. too, and what was going on yeah. in the game, like. It, it, it's it's one of those things where it's just a build. Like we had a double steal before, and and so many things just led up to it. And I might be biased just because I was living it in the moment, and then went back and listened to it. But man, Biko, unbelievable guy, unbelievable at his job. Are, are there so guys? Is there anybody else out there? Do you have uh you know how does it go? Often imitated, uh never duplicated. Are there is there anybody else trying to do what you guys are doing out there? That you know of, and you're just sitting there looking at them like, not quite, guys. Nice knockoff, but you're not getting it. Because they're not getting I'll be honest with you. If there is somebody out there, you're not getting it, all right? You're just not. Because I don't see you on ESPN doing crazy stuff. I just don't. Like, I see the bananas. I guess the pickles, maybe? I, I think they're just, their mascot might just be a little lewd, and that's why I see them yeah. often. But other than that, I, you know, I can't think of anybody I, else that's I, doing crazy I mean, stuff. You know, I, I don't think it's it's – yeah. It's tough. There are there are teams that you know try their best and and really and genuinely do a great job, a very very great job. Um, the one that that comes to mind right off the top of my head is the Macon Bacon, who's in our league. You know they do a very great job of of content and production and social media and same with same with the Portland Pickles. Um, they they do a great job as well in in creating attention. And with with us, it's never been about anybody else. For us, it always gets back to the fans' first way and the fans' first mentality. Zach, you watch know, your back. I know, I know. I got our. <laughs> that's our director of marketing right behind me. I thought he almost got in. shanked. And that's our starting pitcher, Kyle. Who? Hold on, come back, come back. Uh, he's the guy that's been behind the three-two-two. Uh, um, so he's the main starting pitcher. Uh, he's one of our. He's our ace. He's our ace. On oh, we can't team. read that, man. What's that say, dude? Yeah, what did it say? That, was, that said three, two, two. Each one oh. of us, all we have three, two, two, actually tattooed on us because of how much it's meant to us. So for me, three hundred twenty-two here. He has three, two, two colon one for the pitcher. Same with our other pitcher that's done it is Christian Deerman. Our shortstop has it. Uh, Ryan Cox three, two, two colon six. Um, center fielder has it. You know, all, all of us have a version of the three, two, two, because it's meant so much. Yeah. I might have blinked out. Yeah. 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 So the three, two, two, it's the third inning, second batter, second pitch. And what that is, is the moment where you've all seen it, where the pitcher in the middle of an at-bat actually starts dancing in the middle of the at-bat. Okay. You know, the drop okay. challenge, the Beyonce, the Lizzo. Um, yeah, it's know, the Lizzo one. All good. of those, those are what are called the 3-2-2 because it happens in the same moment of our game. Um, and, you know, the 3-2-2 has curated over 100 million views between all yeah. of our social medias. And it, it really means a lot to all of us because 
I don't want to say it's one of those moments that is life changing, but for us, it kind of was in the bananas world. You know, we were building from 20, 2016 when, when TikTok started to come around to, um, you know, right before the tour started, we're trying to get to that million mark. We're sitting right around 998, 999,000. And finally, the, you know, the 322 is born. We hit a million. And before we can even celebrate hitting a million followers, we hit 2 million followers. So because of this one moment, it kind of catapulted us into this new, I don't want to say new level, but this new, uh, just this, this new thing of that we hadn't really experienced before. And uh, it it took the world by storm in in our, in our views and everything along those lines. And and the three, two, two became very special to everyone. And even our director of marketing, our, um, our marketing coordinator has it, you know, we, we all have it because of how much it means to us and, and how special it is. And it, and it comes back to kind of what we were just talking about of that fans first mentality of like, you know, we're, we're always born fans first and what everything we do is going to be fans first, but it even goes back to how we're hiring, you know, our hiring process is very intense and in, intentional, um, and that's kind of why you've never seen anybody duplicate what the bananas have been able to do, which is, you know, we are very, very, very intentional on who gets in here. We're not looking for the best candidate. You know, we could have someone who's had uh, uh, 50 years of experience in, in the world of marketing or or tickets or merchandise. But if they're not the right person and they're not the right culture fit, they're just not going to fit and it's not going to work. So uh, something that Tyler Gillum has always said is we're looking for an our kind of guy. We're looking for someone that fits our culture more than is the best player on the baseball field or the best marketer or the best entertainment guy. You know, we're, we're not looking for that. We're looking for someone that's going to fit in with the culture and it's going to make us better and it's going to live the fans first way. And uh, that's why the three two two is born. That's why we're successful. That's the, it's the it's the foundation of who we are. Fans first, right person, right staff, right players. It's interesting. Look, you got to dance. For some reason, they decided to keep bringing me around my dancing. My dancing. You know, like they say, you know, he could dance if he wants to. He could leave his friends behind. Well, I want to. I guess we're gonna wrap up here soon because we're taking a lot of more time than we originally requested with you guys. So I know Biko's still in that car waiting for someone to to pick (laughs) up. Uh, But Nick, do you have any final questions before we uh, wrap up here? Do I? I, What's it like working for Jesse? Yeah, good question. Uh, Zach, you're you're the man who works with Jesse pretty much twenty four seven. So I feel like with all you, buddy. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, I think Jesse and I both have a very high expectation for what we what we do here. Um, You know, he demands a lot. And I demand a lot myself out of myself and, and everything we do. You know, him and I, we are in the we call it in the lab a lot of just, you know, uh, idea creation and, and everything like that. And, and we demand a lot of each other, um, which is good. You know, it's, it, it has that intensity that, that requires to make us great. We have such a high expectation for what our show can be. You know, right now we, we get coined a lot of the greatest show in baseball, but that's not our goal. Our goal is to be the greatest show in sports. And so it's taking us from this level here and taking it to the next level. What is that next step? And what that requires is sometimes being a little intense and we get on each other a little bit, but it makes us better every single day. And, you know, having someone to push you to be the best you can be is something that isn't replaceable and it's not findable. You're never going to find another owner in all of sports that is in the crowd as much as he is. You know, he is out there. He's hosting every promotion that we do on the field. You know, every team, like, like your cousin, he's a host. He, he runs these promotions and everything like that. That's Jesse, who is the owner of the dang team. And that needs to be like, that's something that people don't necessarily realize. Yeah. He's out there wearing a yellow tux and he's getting out of his comfort zone, but that's the owner of the team at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, we, we require a lot and, and we're, we're very, very, very passionate about you know, game entertainment and entertaining our fans and putting our fans first. And sometimes that, that creates intensity and uh, we, we play very well off of each other. So uh, we work, him and I work very, very well together at the end of the day. So, so he's PT Barnum basically. 
He's Hugh Jackman, uh, and, you're, and you're Zach Efron is what we're talking about right now. You know, I, I've never gotten that comparison, but if I can get compared to Zach Efron, I'm going to take that every single day. You're Zach day. Efron pre-surgery. He looks like a freaking weirdo now. But um, <laughs> Just two more things. One, I, I, I talked to my cousin. He said that your buddy Johnny Greco is with the Kraken now. He is. Yep, he's with Seattle now. He is the... Uh, He's the uh, VP of entertainment, I want to say, with uh, with the Kraken, but he was yeah. in, in New York for a little bit. He said he was a great dude. He said, he said, oh, yeah, great dude. He said, that's, I said, I'm talking to you. He goes, oh, that's what's up. Great dude. He's at the Kraken now. Yeah, so, the, the um, best. He's fantastic. And then uh, the second thing was, how much is it going to cost me to go see you guys play down in, in Savannah? If I'm buying a ticket and I'm sitting front row, what, what, what's it going to cost? Ticket, right? You guys sell it all the time. Those are, that's a hot item to get. So if you if you can get a ticket, you know, which and this is going to lead us down a little bit of a rabbit hole. So so buckle up, um, you know, you're you're paying twenty dollars. Twenty dollars is what you're paying uh, anywhere from 20 to thirty five. Thirty five is going to get you a reserve seat right there front row. Um, but this is the this is what kind of makes us different. And this is this is what makes us amazing. That ticket is all you can eat as well. So all you can eat hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken sandwiches, snacks, uh, your sodas. Uh, you're not paying $30 for a beer. I can promise you that you're going to pay $6 for a beer. Uh, you can get your premium items if you want, you know, your dipping dots, your ice cream, your garbage can nachos. Um, but for the most part, $20, all you can eat, all, um, all you can drink stations. Um, and, uh, not only that, but one of the best shows that you can get behind it as well. So you're going to be an entertained from the second you get out of your car till you leave. And the, the reason for that is, is, you know, we're thinking of the family of four, you know, there yeah. was a recent post that came out that showed the average for a family of four to go out to any, every ballpark in, yeah, that, in that the post country, is a lie. That, which that is a lie. Post. Everybody yeah, was like, lie. yeah, that's low. That's low. You know, $6 if, for a beer at Yankee stadium. What magical yeah. beer stand in Yankee exactly. stadium that no one can find is selling exactly. $6. Are they dividing how many beers fit in a regular sized beer? So it's like one and a half beers. Yeah. They divide it by what one yeah. beer would be, it would be six bucks. Cause it's really 13. Like, right. Right. I have, I have no idea what, where a lot of those numbers came from, but here in banana land, you're, you're paying $20 and you are getting one of the greatest experiences that, that you can here in Savannah, you know, as we go on the road, things will change a little bit. Um, yeah. but, but here in Savannah, $20, all you can eat, you know, your $6 beer and, and a family of four can come enjoy one of the best games and uh, best shows in sports and a great baseball game with a great product for, you know, a little right around a hundred dollars max, unless you're walking out with Banana bananas. Store. You are my ambassadors of Quan. I was going to say $20 for a ticket. That's just bananas. That was my first bananas uh, pun. You there got it is. <laughs> He's got a baby. He's got a daughter and another baby on the way. So you get a pass on the dad joke. Yeah. yeah. yeah thank you. But, all right. We'll wrap up. More. Oh, last question before we say goodbye. We keep you guys longer than we did, Bernie, but thank you. We appreciate it. Does Jesse really have seven different yellow tuxes? Is that true? Fact. Yeah. Fact. Wow. It's, he's like, what is a closet? Fact. He just goes in and just picks out which one. You know they're all the same. Yep. That's I want incredible. to say he's at hat number four or five now too. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's hot here in Savannah. We sweat a lot, so you got to be able to keep the wardrobe fresh. Yeah, that that makes sense. Definitely. That's definitely true. I've spent way too much of my life in Augusta over the summertime. It is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want to thank you guys again. We want to thank you guys again for joining us. We took a little little more time than we originally expected, but we had such a great conversation. It was great talking to you both. Uh, you know, just learning more about Savannah Banners, peeling the curtain back a little bit and just learning about that behind the scenes stuff that Zach does and the great calls from Biko. So we do want to thank you guys again. Uh, we appreciate it. Hopefully we can do this again sometime soon. Good luck in the playoffs, the Savannah Bananas. Hopefully they win home uh, on the CPL championship. Thank you guys so much. It was, it was a pleasure. Yeah, really Thanks. appreciate it. We're, we're happy to chat whenever you're, whenever you're good for us. Awesome. Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Take care. See you, Tigers. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.
winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.